Welcome to Build to Scale, the podcast from UPS School of Business, where we dive into the journeys of top startup founders and uncover the secrets to their success. Join us as we explore the challenges, triumphs, and lessons learned along the way and discover what it takes to build a company that can truly scale. Entrepreneurship is hard. Why do you do this? I want to build the world the way I see it. If I don't build, I get claustrophobia. These are the words of Sahil Pruthi, the young founder of Livofy, the health tech startup that is trying to help people suffering from chronic diseases like diabetes, PCOD, among others. Join me in another episode of Build to Scale, where I take a deep dive with Sahil on how to build a successful company. Hi, and uh, welcome Sahil to Build to Scale. This is a podcast series from UPS School of Business. And I'm really glad that you have you know taken our invitation and you've come here today. Thank you so much, Rahul. Super excited to be discussing things with you. And uh, thank you for having me here. So Sahil, I was kind of curious that, you know, you're an engineer from a very good college, the Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose Technology Institute here, which was earlier called something else, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's had its own share of name changes. So it was initially used to be called as DIT, Delhi Institute of Technology, I guess. And then it got divided into DC and NSIT. So DC was Delhi College of Engineering and NSIT was Netaji Subhastri of Technology in Dwarka and DC was in Rohini. And now both these colleges have had their name changes again because they <laughs> turned to be universities. So now DC is called DTU and NSIT is NSU. So normally when, you know, people at least from my generation when we do engineering, yeah. um, the idea is that we get a job and we go to India and then we live there forever happily. But you seem to have taken a different path and not only that, you're actually not building an engineering company, right? You're yeah. building a, a nutrition, health-oriented company. How did this happen? I think Rahul, it's been an exciting journey to be honest so far. Right from my college days, I was exposing myself to theater, engineering, debating, event hosting, you know, and product management happened organically and business plan competitions, right? So I did have an initial exposure to the world of business in my early years of college. I think that was a good initial trigger to consider that as a career or maybe my latent mindset had that. After that, I worked with large companies like Samsung and Kronos Incorporated. I was in Samsung Research India, Bangalore and Kronos Incorporated as a backend developer, but I moved to product management as a career in Travel Triangle, which had just raised a, you know, I think two to $5 million check size and uh, I moved to being a product manager from being a developer, right? Even till that point in time, I didn't even have any exposure to healthcare, right? It was after my stint in Travel Triangle that my mom had a major brain surgery and uh, I had to take an indefinite break from work immediately after, right? I was off my job for a good nine months to just take care of her. I specifically read a lot about nutrition, supplementation, insights from clinical trials, naturopathy, Ayurveda, studied various subjects to really understand uh, what you do to make sure that it never happens again going forward, right? So, that was my first exposure towards the world of uh, integrative care, right? Which is complementing what the doctor prescribes to you with the right treatment, make sure that your disease stays at bay if at all, right? So, so that was my first trigger to the world of healthcare. Then I took a degree in nutrition. So from being an engineer to becoming a product manager, I took a certification in nutrition. So I'm an ISSA certified nutritionist, which is International Sports Science Association certified nutritionist. So that was my uh, a trigger to kind of go a little deeper in the world of nutrition and supplementation. And after my nine month break from my job, I decided to move on to a US uh, healthcare based 
data platform. It's an India-based company, but serving US clients. The, the company is called Innovacer. Worked there for about nine months. Uh, learned a lot about problems in the US healthcare and learned about uh, chronic disease management in general. So realize that it's a huge problem to be solved in the US healthcare. And as I realized, not just US, but across the globe, it's a big problem, right? So I think it was a combination of my experiences over time, you know, right from my college to my stint in Innovacer, uh, to the break from work, to my degree in nutrition, all of them added to me realizing that uh, I want to solve for the problem of uh, integrative care in uh, chronic disease management, which is helping people in the remission of their diabetes, PCOS, thyroid, obesity, hypertension through, uh, you know, integrative care, which is the right nutrition and supplementation. Additionally, leveraging my experience in technology, which I've had uh, right from my college days to working in tech startups. So yeah, so so that's been my story so far. I mean, let's say if you were speaking to a 10-year-old child, let's say, um, I mean, I would love that, to think that I'm a 10-year-old child here. How would you explain this to me? As, well, what do exactly? The problem that we're trying to solve is that agar kisi patient ko diabetes hai, or if a woman has PCOS where she faces irregular period cycles, facial hair or acne, or if hypothyroid hai, where they have slow metabolism, lethargy or low sexual drive, if somebody has obesity or hypertension, these problems, all these ailments keep coming back the moment you get off the medicine that the doctor has prescribed to you. Right? These ailments are underlying hormonal issues. Right? And till the time you don't fix the underlying hormonal issues, these issues will keep coming back. And what we've begun to realize is that we want to make sure that uh, we fix the underlying hormonal issues that, which can be fixed through the right nutrition and supplementation. That does not say no to the medical treatment that the doctor is prescribing, but complements it. So do you work alongside doctors or the customers has come to you? And- uh, we do both the things, Rahul. We partner with doctors and tell them that if you have patients who need support with nutrition and supplementation, you can refer them to us, which we call as a B2B2C model. And we work on B2B2C to to put it simply is business to business to customer right so that's the one model that we work on and obviously the second model is where we directly work with customers uh, where customers directly come to us through our social media platforms our organic you know channels like website our android app iphone app our instagram page you know fill in their details and we kind of tell them in terms of how we can help them out right so we extensively work on both the models. And you prescribe things. You don't sell them anything. Like, do you sell them advice or you also sell them like buy this supplement which is yours or buy this, buy that? How does... Yeah, we mostly prescribe them. We don't want to be a FMCG brand. We want to continue to be a technology healthcare company, a health tech company where we give them advice. Uh, however, we do have a marketplace of products which has all the products that we generally vouch for and uh, the customer can feel free to buy the products from that marketplace. They can even choose to buy it outside. But the thesis is that person or a patient needs everything on that one platform, right? So we build that end-to-end platform, right? So everything that a person needs, right, from doctor consultation to blood tests to uh, supplements, they can buy it uh, all from our platform also. So, so you said the health tech, and I'm kind of curious. So where is the technology here? Like what is happening? Yeah, the technology is in the personalization layer, Rahul, right? So so, for example, if there's a diabetic who is vegetarian, likes to have four meals a day, also has thyroid and has obesity, is a very different persona compared to another diabetic who maybe has a PCOS, is non-vegetarian, likes to have three meals a day, goes out with their friends or family every weekend, is a busy working professional. Their personas are very different, their eating preferences are very different, their food insensitivities are very different, their palates are very different. And this needs a very high level of personalization in terms of number of meals, portion of meals, supplementation recommendations, cheat meals, modification of meals, making sure that their protocol is sustainable for them. It's not just a shock to them in terms of lifestyle, right? That needs a very high degree of personalization, which is where artificial intelligence plays a significant role. We have uh, data science 
machine learning AI engineers who work very hard to personalize the care protocol or diet protocol or supplementation protocol across all these levels, right? And that becomes our core offering as well, right? To personalize for all these uh, widely personalized care protocol. And that's where the tech part really comes into play. Okay. So if I look at like what you just suggested that, let's say, so I have diabetes, you know, uh, so you will build a personalized plan for me. I mean, at least with myself, I've seen there is also sometimes a challenge of uh, motivation and I'm not able to sustain, like, I might know what to do, like eat the four meals and do these portions and all that. But it sometimes is a challenge into a kind of follow it. Maybe you can follow it for a week, 10 days, month, but for your whole life is kind of a challenge. How do you solve that? Um, that's a very interesting problem that you pointed out, Rahul. And it's got a lot to do with how humans are wired in general, right? So I'm reading about how people form habits in general. Right? And that's what we focus a lot. So um, high impact, low friction and high familiarity is what we start with first in terms of habit changes because those are easiest to incorporate and then we slowly ramp up the person. Right. So when they have small wins, it's easier for them to kind of pick up a you know higher friction task. You know, most people who come to us are very busy people, have so much on their plate, whether it's a housewife, it's a working professional, it's an entrepreneur, they have so much on their plate and it was actually their busy lifestyle that caused the chronic ailment in the first place. So we tell them that we'll pick, help you pick up habits that are easiest to do first. And once you become comfortable with those, only then will we kind of ramp things up, right? So that is also one of the input parameters that get that gets fed in the AI technology also. No, no, I think that's that's great. Thanks for explaining like that. So your company is called Livofy, right? Or Keto, because when I was reading about it, I came across two names. Yeah, so our brand was called Keto India for about two and a half years, three years. And then we rebranded to Livofy. We ran both Keto India and Livofy together for some time, but we were very sure that we want to rebrand. But we waited for the time till we raised some capital because then it gives you cushion to rebrand. So our brand was previously called as Keto India, but now it's Livofy. So yeah. And so, if you can tell us a little bit about Livofy, like how big is the company, how many employees, what are the kind of people that, you know, work in Livofy and sure. revenues, if you can, or money that you have raised? So, yeah, we uh, we work with around 10,000 plus patients now. And uh, month on month, we see at least uh, one and a half to two lakh people get benefits from our web and app products. Uh, they engage with our web, they engage with our app significantly. So, uh, so that's there. We've raised about four and a half crores in funding. Uh, we also have a couple of incubators that are helping us strategically as well. In terms of company size, we're roughly about 52 people, about 25 people work with us full time. 2022 people work with us on a vendor model and an agency model. And we have about four to five advisors who are also investing in the company who again help us out strategically. We have people across product management, nutrition, you know, sales folks, legal finance, HR, uh, development is very critical to us. Uh, and obviously, there is social media marketing and performance marketing. Um, and there is a business team that kind of uh, works with us in terms of all new things, right? So about 10, 12 departments and about a 50 to 50 company is what we are. And when you started this, you know, when this idea came to you, when you started this company, what was the shape of the company? How did you, did you raise money right at the beginning or how did you build it to this point? Um, I think it was uh, very organic. I was just, I think I was just 26 and a half when I started the company and uh, it was in the month of April that I decided to quit my job. I did Keto India then, Levofy now as a side hustle, which was an Instagram page. And once we had about 40, 50 patients, I was like, Let's let's take the plunge and go ahead and quit and uh, see where it goes, right? Uh, in terms of raising capital, we were profitable from day one. The moment I quit my job, I just hired eight interns to do the job for us. And 
organically so i quit my job in january february so you know it took me about 2 3 months it was just me alone for the initial 2 3 months so i was a sales guy and there was just one nutritionist who we hired as a freelancer so it was just two people in the company for initial 2 months then i hired a social media marketer to handle the instagram page then i realized that the company needs more people then then there was the months of uh, you know summer internships organically and then i hired eight interns for, for, for whatever money that i had made from uh, bootstrapping the company for initial 2 3 months i put that back in the business uh, hired eight interns and they grew the revenue thoda bahut and then one thing led to another that we asked some of the interns to stay back full time so they converted to full time roles and then we slowly kind of uh, bootstrapped our way through so initial two and a half years we were bootstrapped and profitable throughout so then i think beyond a point i realized that there is a significant need for technology investment in the business and that is where i felt that now we need to raise capital one obviously keto india was getting on to be a limiting name because you were just becoming very synonymous to ketogenic diet as a therapy but they, we were doing a lot more uh, our scope was a lot larger and obviously we needed to invest a lot in technology and product and that is where we needed a lot of capital so that's why we we decided to kind of raise capital about two and a half three years uh, down in business so yeah So at what point in your bootstrapping stage you realize ki yaar ye ye acha business hai ye chalega matlab I think I should like go full throttle I think initially though it was just a jump uh, right I just jumped into business right how it started making sense was when I started learning more about business as I was doing it right so I realized that it's a good gross margin business you can leverage marketing to grow the business significantly it's a high lifetime value business which means that people with chronic issues typically stay with you for longer so there can be repeat revenue recurring revenue as well right it was a huge space ripe for impact good gross margin business and uh, repeat revenue right and uh, it needs a company which understands both healthcare and technology at a much deeper level right so um i felt that all these things kind of combined well for me to kind of figure out okay you know okay no this is a good business and as a matter of fact i think that there can be multiple very large businesses that can be formed right so it's not going to be a monopoly or a duopoly business that's going to be formed i feel that there will be a lot of good companies that kind that can come out of the chronic care management space yeah. but then do you also think in this space there are very low barriers to entry like for instance any dietitian can also you know build this there are already big companies like i think one of the subsidiaries of cultfit is doing this then uh, i know these guys who are who are selling these cgms healthy yeah. fi me yeah. you know pretty large well funded companies plus like i said anybody can uh, do this i mean i mean tomorrow let's say i learn enough about it and i am passionate about it i can also do this so does that concern you that low barriers to entry though high gross margin and a large market but you you could be competing with anybody so the thing rahul is that the barrier to entry is high in terms of trust right trust is a big equity that takes years to form right and healthcare mates even more so right so you will not trust a dietitian who's just formed their instagram page for your health as a matter of fact even a doctor that you trust uh, you would probably trust a doctor who's 20 years in business and somebody who's just joined and might claim that you know they can fix your diabetes just as much as a 20 year old doctor can i feel that healthcare businesses specifically are more of get rich slow than get rich fast because you will probably have to spend initial 5 6 years building technology building protocols building personalization building brand building community building all of this will take 5 6 years for you to eventually start making a large capital or large large money right so um, that i those they, those things i think are a big moat as a business right and as, and as i said this space is ripe for having at least 20 people to have to build very large businesses right and i always say this that i think i've read this somewhere but i tell this to people also that if you have a large market and even if you're an average founder you'll probably make a good business uh, so you went to shark tank right and so how was the experience you know 
when i went to film city it was to shoot for shark tank on day one i think it was just a very innocent nice emotion of combining my love for theater of being in film city and combining my love for entrepreneurship and and the sharks did in fact offer you money right and and then you refused that money yeah. so what went through your mind when you made that decision like uh, i mean the, the sharks are pretty famous people right so yeah. didn't a कम अक्रॉस योर माइंड की अगर ये मेरे मतलब क्या बोलते हैं आप लोग कैप टेबल आई वंडर व्हाट इज द टेबल बट या कैप टेबल अगर होंगे दैट एड्स अ लॉट ऑफ क्रेडिबिलिटी देन देयर पर्सनल कनेक्शन एंड एवरीथिंग डिन यू कैन टेक दैट इनटू अकाउंट I did I did but but I think the thing is that I I asked for significant capital in fundraise right if I maybe asked for maybe a very low ticket size in fundraise uh, then a higher equity dilution makes sense because then you're looking for a strategic investment right uh when i went on stage i i felt that you raise capital to raise capital right but if somebody is looking for getting them on board then uh, one thing that you should maybe consider doing is that maybe ask for lesser capital so that you don't have to part with so much equity and you get them for their strategic value right so you get them on on board as well your equity dilution is lesser raise capital to use in the business but you raise capital for their strategic inputs right which is was which was one of my learnings so you know i like i told you i come from ups we have about 14000 students and we are also startup university so we like to promote startup ideas among our students because idea ye hai ki university mein aayo to ye nahi hai ki sab koi job karni hai yaar some people can be like like you and, you know create jobs and uh, create products and services but Everybody who comes into the college and the university, they are a bit lost. If I want to build a business, then I want to build a business. So, 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 I want to but it is the process of going through a lot of ideas that you will stumble upon one idea that is good right think of it this way that us like even when i started my company i have had four attempts that did not work even in the last one year of my post fundraise i have had nine to 10 experiments that have not worked i have personally invested all my time effort to find one that that finally has worked and now we know that this is going to scale well right so you have to first trust the process second is you have to be okay with volume of ideas not just think for ki mujhe jo first idea hai wo mera billion dollar company ban jayegi right third is uh, don't build something because it's it's sexy it's fashionable build something because you're truly passionate about the market dynamics change so much there's going to be some new competitor in the market the ad algorithm will change the money that you're making in one month it's suddenly going to come down to zero and then you have to pick things back up you will not be able to do it if you're not passionate about the problem enough So I mean I think if I were to kind of summarize things that you have said it seems like entrepreneurship is hard like it's not going to be easy kind of you know cakewalk cakewalk is a word right matlab aasan nahi hai matlab it will take time it is not you know you may not become overnight success it's a hard work right so why are you kind of doing this why are you on this path jabki you can have an easy job an easy life why are you doing this I think why for me is obviously impact. Second is the why for me is love of building. मतलब मुझे बड़ा मजा आता है चीजें बनाने में, right? Like I get immense joy in creating things. I've been doing that all my life, and it's it's at a point that I'll feel claustrophobic if I have an idea and I can't put it to life, right? That's what I told my employers when I was quitting my job because they were like, "Why do you want to quit your job right now?" Right? I, and I think I I said something very silly and innocent, and I was like, "I just want to paint the world exactly how I see it." and uh, it was just that right ki mujhe bahut acha lagta hai when i think of something in my head it, it can turn out in any form right i enjoy writing a lot 
so i write poetry i write about product management i write about life in general it's so writing is one of my my events right theater or acting was one of my events entrepreneurship building products is one of my events to express right and that deep enough reason to express to build and to paint the world exactly how i see it is what keeps me going but how have you got this clarity because like the way you're speaking about i want to paint the world how i see it or uh, you know i raise capital to raise capital how have you built this clarity in life at such a kind of young age i think it's come over time rahul right and it's come because of consistent intensity uh, i would say right so some people are consistent some people are intense but i think what i think one thing right that i would say that i've done in life is that i've been consistently intense i work very hard and with a lot of honesty for a long enough time right and um, i throw myself in a lot of unknowns and when you throw yourself in a lot of unknowns you take a lot of bad decisions and when you take a lot of bad decisions you learn the importance of good decisions and then you know your decisions become better and better so great yaar yeah. i mean i i really really enjoyed uh, talking to you best of luck and i am 100% confident and you are the extraordinary founder who will be in the top percentile of the 20 company that you said will do really really big in this health space and and i really like this fact that you have this bigger vision which is impact and not just kind of you know making lots of money out of patients and all of that thanks very much for coming uh, on to build to scale uh, and i actually look forward to welcoming you physically to school of business when you're next in dehradun for your uh, stanford seat cohort absolutely absolutely thank you so much again rahul for having me here it's a pleasure uh, talking with you as well thank you for listening to our podcast if you found this helpful please share it on social media and tag us we would love to hear your feedback and make sure to subscribe build to scale on your preferred podcast platform